Hello and welcome to the Rant and Rave podcast. I'm Dave. And I'm Frank Dave. Good afternoon, my friend. How are you doing down there in the lovely Los Angeles, California, brother? How are you today? Nice to see you. Everything's good. Good to see you. Um, I believe um, we have a special guest star before we start rolling on the show. By the way, we were recording this on the on the 17th of February, 2024. Year of our Lord. Absolutely, Dave. Special guest. I'm out and about and traveling the world. And who do I have here with me? Our number one fan, my mom. Hi, mom. Hello. How are you doing? Hello. Nice to see you. Really great, great to see you. Great to be on your show. Great to have you. <laughs> Our number one fan. <laughs> So, you know, mom and I were talking, Dave, before the show, and we thought, hey, what a what what better way to start out the show by asking mom, who just turned 88 years old, by the way, happy birthday, mom, uh, you know, about her reflections on the last, I don't know, 60 years. Can we do that in like a minute? Um, <laughs> you know, kind of, how are you feeling, mom, about the world? It's changed a lot since you were a little kid. Yeah. How are you feeling about the world as you see it today? Well, I think... I think it's amazing. Technology is just amazing, but it's not just that. It's my feeling about society, how it's changed. It's become so secular. It's almost like God doesn't exist anymore. And I think that's one of the worst things that could happen in our lives because people are just not interested in each other. They're racing here and racing there. And a lot of egomania going on and power struggles just a lot of stuff like that and it, it just doesn't feel very good to me at all fantastic perspective mom absolutely and you know i think the godless culture secular yes. focus atheism even you know the acceptance of satanic practices even in schools uh we're at a point now where uh, you know that's just insane so you've seen a lot of these changes happened since when you grew up and uh you know if you were to put your finger on say the top one or two things that you think you know are, are troubling yeah. right now for you what would those be i think what you just mentioned uh, a godless society you know where, where are we going it's kind of like um disconnected from each other mm -hmm. disconnected from something very powerful spiritual life that um I guess we used to have, but don't mm -hmm. have any more. Yeah, yeah. I find most of what's going on, really, like, I'm not really being critical about this, but it's almost shocking when you hear things like I heard yesterday on the news, you know, like what happened to Trump. That's just one example, but shocking in a way. Yeah. I think somehow this year is almost... Um, a year of very big sudden events going on. Yeah, unfortunately, I think that's probably going to be true. Dave, what are your thoughts about uh, hearing uh, hearing Sally's comment on that? Uh, I'm with her. I, I think uh, it's it's uh, the, the saddest part about reflecting on the last uh, you know brief m amount of history is how the leading lights in this world, United States, Great Britain, Canada, right? How are they are the ones that have kicked God out of the public? you know, a, a space right? and have diminished our religion and our spirituality. Yes. And it's, that's, that's the unfortunate part is the, the English speaking nations that I just mentioned are the ones that are unfortunately fallen by the wayside. So hopefully absolutely. we can turn that around. Yeah, no, absolutely. 
Well, Mom, great to have you on the show. Feel free to stick around the studio as we continue to record uh, on this beautiful day. But Dave, we do have a lot of news to get to as usual. Never a dull day in the Rant and Rave program. What's going on? Yeah. Oh, I didn't know we had a studio. <laughs> well, I'm in the I'm in the uh, alternate studio today. I know you probably in the home yeah. studio. I'm in the alternate well. Uh, first studio. off, thank you for uh, thank you, Frank's mom, for uh, giving uh, her perspective on things. Uh, great to hear from anybody who's put thank in a few years and can me. kind of see things a little bit, right? Absolutely, absolutely. Well, hey, I had I had a super busy week, right? Yeah. You know, do do my work thing. I thought on Thursday, you know what? I'm going to take an hour off, have some lunch in the middle of the day, and watch some daytime TV. Nice. So I'm thinking, well, let me let me turn on this this uh, one of these uh, Judge Judy shows, oh, yeah. right? So yeah. I'm I'm watching the show, and I see this this crazed black lady. She's throwing paper. She's wearing her dress on backwards. She's drinking Grey Goose vodka. And I'm <laughs> wait, think, wait a minute, that's not Judge Judy. That's that's Fonnie Willis, the district attorney from. I knew that's where you were going with that, brother. You know? I knew it. And by the way, apparently it's Fonnie, not Fanny. Fonnie, no it is Fonnie. What's going on with that, though? But yeah, yeah. Just don't call me late for dinner. Um, so it was beyond a car wreck. I mean, it was yeah. uh, ten out of ten on the crazy scale. Yeah. Yeah, and um, you know we don't have to repeat what the, what the whole you know why she was there and and right. what a clown show it was. But unfortunately, what I what I got out of it is she's emblematic and very common of people who have no business being in her position of power. Yeah. You could take a look. Hey, she's a black female. She checked all yeah. the boxes. But she you did. could look at the, yeah. the mayor of Los Angeles, the mayor of New York, Chicago. Yeah. These people yeah. are not prepared to do what job needs to be done. Yeah, the attorney why crime is through the roof. James, same thing. And if you think yeah. about it, right, part of Mark Elias's great strategy, he picked really stupid people who happen to be minorities. I just think that's just by the way, uh, they're both black, but just horrendously under-talented people, diversity hires, came out of Howard University in the case of Fonnie Willis, total DEI hire, like you said, just like uh, the mayor of Los Angeles, just like uh, Chess James, just like Alvin Bragg. And I was listening to Mike yeah. Davis at Article 3 Dave the other day, and he said he's never in his entire legal career seen something as horrendous as Fonnie yeah. Willis's display. And I watched yeah. a lot of it live, and it was like like you just choked about yeah. it. It was like watching a well, soap opera. Uh, not only is she not br a bright person, but she's a lowlife. Okay, yeah. and that was on. It was on full display, and yeah. it's amazing once again how yeah. the uh, the Democrats can spin this narrative. Like, oh, they you know they they of course uh, uh, lofted her up when she announced this. Oh, well, she's the DA from Fulton County, which is by the way, that's not a little county. That's, that's the most Atlanta. important county in yeah. the whole South. Yeah, because yeah. it's Atlanta. Yeah. I mean, that's big time. It's very it's a very important city to the our nation, the biggest yeah. airport in the country. I think. Yeah. Well, she's a Soros appointee, right? I mean, yeah. Soros greased the skids for her to get uh, appointed or elected and just like many others the same way across the whole country and look you, you, davis was remarking how could anybody be so stupid and so untalented in such yeah. a position to be you know taking the former president of the united states to trial well the reason is mark elias couldn't get any smart people to take these jobs he basically was bottom fishing for the worst of the worst attorneys and they said hey look you know we need you to go to bat your career is going to be over you're going to be finished Tish James, Fonnie Willis, Special Counsel Jack Smith, the Colorado ballot uh, lady, the Secretary of State, the Maine Secretary of State, all of them. They're all done. They're all completely 
finished, but that was the price they'd be willing to pay for their ideology. Yeah, I also love how literally, it's just like a Democrat politicians, when you just uh, dig beneath the surface, even a little bit, they implode. They, 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 once you give any kind of truth or have them explain, uh, they fall apart. And that the, the whole thing about her disclosing the, the relationship with this guy and she's paying him back in cash, yeah. it was hilarious. It was hilariously oh, yeah, hilarious. nasty. Yeah. She was like, she's like, what? There's something wrong with taking logs of bags full of cash. And my dad yeah. always told me I should keep three months of cash gotcha. in my refrigerator. And Oof. then they brought up the father to like help and he didn't help. And, oh, it's just, just a total implosion. And, and here's another DEI hire, uh, Baltimore City State's Attorney Marilyn Mosby. Remember her who had been oh, sure. fired? Yeah, she, she was, was just uh, yeah. just uh, charged with uh, mortgage application fraud felony. Convicted. convicted. She just got convicted. convicted. Yeah, yeah. I, th- I believe she was on trial for the last little while. Uh, and she was very big back going back Oof. to the summer of love. George another Floyd, Trump hater. Fentanyl Floyd. No, she was like on the top of the, of, of the Empire State Building uh, as a hero. And yeah. now she's done. Now she's done. She'll never practice law again. Fonny's going to be right behind her. Uh, That clock is ticking big time. Hey, and once again, also, Frank, uh, the order of this happening, of of when, uh, let's let's lead right into what happened in New York. Once again, you know, every time the the Trump train is in full speed, we've got this uh, this, uh, very apparent evidence now of the Russiagate thing, which we're going to get to in a second. But we've got the Fannie Wills hearing. We've got Tony Bobulinski, his transcript. Finally came out, yeah. and now we we lead into New York, and what happens? All they want to do now for for the rest of this long weekend is talk yeah. about oh Donald Trump owes three hundred fifty five million dollars right. that the fix was in from the beginning. So let's let's do a segue and, and tell us what happened in New York. Yeah, totally. So uh, widen the camera back out for a second, so folks at home understand what's going on. So the four main cases, right? There's the New York City civil case. We'll get into it. The funny case in Atlanta we just talked about, that's checkmark. That's going to be over. She's imploded. Special counsel Jack Smith, that's on hold now indefinitely until presidential immunity gets resolved by the Supreme Court. He will win that, by the way. And the Colorado ballot case is now uh, in the hands of the um, Supreme Court. That's likely to go 9-0 or 8-1 for Trump. So now we're talking about the New York City civil judgment. Judge Engeron, Tish James, the attorney general. So that just came down on Friday. Literally, if you add up all the numbers, basically a $500 million judgment for doing what? For borrowing money, paying it back in full with interest to bankers who were very appreciative of the business. He did nothing <laughs> wrong. He did absolutely nothing wrong. This case will never succeed. He'll never, he won't ever pay a penny. People always ask me now what's going to happen. This will go on appeal forever. It's a civil case. It'll get drawn out for years. He will never pay a penny of that. You know, you met Kevin O'Leary once, didn't you? Sure, yeah. Uh, you know, dude, you know everybody. It's incredible. I love <laughs> it. Um, he gave a fantastic rebuttal because he's basically saying, "Hey, uh, this is a New York Post, so he, you know, got some. Uh, he's got some readers out there. But yeah. this civil ruling is not only un-American; it's a shock to the entire real estate industry because basically what they're saying is now, hey, we don't like you. I don't care if you you run a legitimate business in New York. Right. We can take you to trial. We can ruin your business. And basically anybody who's ever conducted any real estate uh, transactions in New York can, yeah, can yeah. now, this, yeah. could, this could happen to you. And, so and, everything, oh, it's yeah. Donald Trump. That doesn't bother me. It oh, yeah, it could. Yeah, it could be anybody. And, and basically New York Post ran a cover story today. He's, look, they've made him a political martyr. And the more that MSNBC and CNN and all the rest of the, you know, far left crew 
keeps talking about this, he gets stronger and stronger and stronger and more popular and more people come to his side because they realize it's a total persecution. It's lawfare. It's a total setup. I mean, who who gets look, if he just went away to Marlago, did his thing after the first term, everything would have been fine. Now he's facing 700 years in prison, four indictments, uh, you know, one civil trial, 500 million dollar fine. Why? Step back and ask yourself, see what you see, like the French poet said. It's very hard for people to do that. Just see what you see. Why do people want to put him away and have him die in prison? Because he is a threat to the administrative state. He is going to uncouple and unearth everything. That's why they're trying to put him away. <laughs> By the way, Donald Trump today, as we speak, is up in, in Philadelphia, some kind of sneaker it's convention. A sneaker convention. I thought that. <laughs> He's got some Trump sneaker There's thing. I love it. He's lined up t- around the block just to see the guy. Like <laughs> thousands of people in Philly. Of course, a Democratic stronghold. Which I, love, I, I love that. Just when everything crazy is going on, here he's winning all, you know, the, the, the city of love or whatever it is. Exactly. Um, I also uh, I love the fact that the, he got his uh, kids, uh, Don Jr. and Eric, to, yeah, we're going to find you as well. Yeah. yeah. Like, really? A, a nickel, a nickel fiver, a $5 million fine for each one of those guys, just for, just for good measure. Just for good measure, just for having the Trump name. Oh my gosh. Hey, yeah. let's segue now to the, uh, uh, we've known about this forever. We know that in, uh, in, while Donald Trump was running for president, 2016, yeah. okay, we knew, we've been talking about this from day one because we had, you know, the, our sources indicate, hey, we, we got all the evidence we need that, uh, Barack Obama, the U.S. intelligence sicked uh, uh, foreign agents onto yeah. Donald Trump yeah. to discredit him, to make up the, the fake dossier. And now we have even more receipts. We had some receipts. Now we really have it. So I guess this was a FOIA act. Right. And uh, let's give a hat tip to Matt Taibbi, yeah. uh, who did a great job of publishing this. Uh, it's, it's a multi-part story. It's obviously very involved. But we have some incredible uh, documentation now. And this, we actually have a document from... Uh, a letter written to Boris Johnson? Yeah, so I'm going to get into the details on that Yeah, in a second. But uh, huge breaking news this week. This ties back to some early work done by Cash Patel and Devin Nunes in the Trump administration. Um, but the headline, as you said, Dave, FOIA request made, whistleblowers have come forward, which now unequivocally show that after the 2016 election and prior to the January inauguration, inauguration and as you mentioned in the pre-show, even before that, President Obama personally directed, let me repeat that for folks at home so that everybody gets this clearly. President Obama personally directed the CIA through Chief John Brennan, by the way, he's a practicing Muslim, uh, and the Five Eyes national uh, nations, including Britain, um, UK, Australia, uh, the five major English-speaking intelligence services. This included Gina Haspel. Why does that name sound familiar? She was, at the time, the London station chief for the CIA. She then got promoted. Why? To be head of the CIA, because she helped Obama execute this, to run the Russiagate operation. This document's now public. And importantly, yeah. Dave, it's part of the binder, the weaponization against Trump, Crossfire Hurricane. That's why they, that's Trump declassified everything in Crossfire Hurricane the day he left office, the day before he left office. The deep state thought that binder was in Mar-a-Lago. That generated the raid on Mar-a-Lago, and they came up empty-handed, and they were shocked. Why? They still don't know where the binder is, or maybe there's a copy of the binder. So Clapper, Brennan, Biden, Susan Rice, they were all complicit. They were all in that meeting January the 5th, 2017. They were all part of the the effort to take down General Flynn. The Mueller investigation was a huge part of the cover-up for it. And here we sit, years later, 
no indictments, no one's in prison, mm. but they're all guilty of treason. The CIA had over two dozen Trump associates pegged for surveillance illegally. Correct. And then they pulled in the intelligence services of our top allies. That's right. That sums it up in a nutshell. So once again, going back to the, to, uh, the UK, though, which is, you know, they're our closest allies out there. Yeah, yeah. Boris Johnson obviously signed off on this. That's right. And used, I believe, like the MI5? That's right. So I have, I actually put that on our social for people to see on our social feeds. But this, I'm looking right now, this is a top secret document. It's the highest level of classification you can get. Five Eyes and uh, CIA eyes only. It's called GCHQ. Uh, it was a letter from the United States government to Boris Johnson, who was uh, the Secretary of Foreign Affairs at the time. He became prime minister later on. GCHQ is the effective equivalent of our DNI, Dave. So Director of National okay. Intelligence here, that's their GCHQ. Um, this letter, again, uh, this acti activity was authored, authorized by Donald, uh, sorry, by President Obama. And it basically, and Susan Rice, and you, I'll just read, read you literally one point from the bottom. U.S. National Security Advisor Rice, President Obama has requested that we continue our surveillance during this transition period. That is the transition period between uh, end of Obama and beginning of Trump. As internal U.S. intelligence is potentially compromised by the incoming Trump administration. That was a bald-faced lie. That was an absolute lie to spur on the Russiagate investigation and Mueller and so forth. They were planting this information. It was a giant op from the get-go. Yeah, it's this. Uh, this is. I mean, it's really mind blowing. It is it is mind blowing. And will it be covered at all in the mainstream media? I, I doubt it. I must admit, for a long time, I really just thought it was the Hillary Clinton and DNC that were spying on Trump. But this is so much more. It's so much this, more. This is yeah. so much. So I got to admit, even I was a little bit floored by some of these revelations that uh, we thought, oh, it's just Hillary just being a, you know what. Uh, but the, we're, we're talking, when you get in the, the UK spy, top spies yeah. involved with this, yeah. and, and it was over two dozen. Yeah, uh, 26 uh, Trump associates. Oh, Lord. Dan Bongino came yeah. out. They've all been named publicly, close associates of, of his. And yeah, it's completely worrying. And, you know, for people that have any... A question as to the existence of the deep state or the administrative <laughs> exactly state. this should belay any uh question that you have it absolutely exists it's just it's dangerous it's destructive they control a lot of what's going on wars weapons elections um all of it all of it they're 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 deeply implicated Oh, and will we ever see a Brennan or a Clapper in front of, uh, you know, putting their hand on the Bible to testify with the receipts in their face? I, I, you know, I, I'm say. cynical. I doubt it's ever going to happen. I, I really doubt it's going to happen. But uh, that was the arguably not just the biggest story of last week. I would say the biggest story of the last three years. I think we all kind of knew in our guts and our hearts that Obama and that whole core team, Rice, mm -hmm. Biden, Clapper, Brennan, all of them, and in fact, if you look at the Trump interview with Leslie Stahl on 60 Minutes when he came into office in the first month, everything that we're telling you right now, three years later, he told her that <laughs> he, sure did. he was aware he was because he was the, the subject of it. He was sure. totally aware the op was ongoing, but he couldn't do very much about it. And she said, oh, no, that's baloney. Yeah. You're lying. So forth. All true. Yeah, she what a snotty. I remember her snotty reaction. Hey, this is 60 minutes. We ha, we, we we don't know that for sure. Yeah. That's because you're a bunch of uh, you know corrupt media personnel, exactly. uh, and, and 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 wouldn't even listen to what he had to say. Yeah, the whole 
you know, bringing in the CIA to link Trump and the Kremlin. It was weak from the get-go. So um, this is all falling apart, and I'm glad it's coming out now. You know, we're we're still 10 months away from the election. Let's bring this all out now yeah. so that people can digest this and know about this with 10, 10 uh, months to go, which will be good. Absolutely. Um, amazing stuff. And just one last thing. I, I, we got to yeah. mention the San Francisco sure, thing. I got, I got a little piece on the border, but go ahead. Okay. I got, we got to drop this. And you actually initially told me about this and I did a little more research. So talk about knowing that the deep state is alive and well and in your face. They're not hiding it anymore. San Francisco has appointed a non-citizen to sit on the city's election commission board. Right. Okay. Right. She's only been in the U.S. since 2019. Okay. That alone is bad enough. But then you say, oh, she's from Hong Kong? She's Chinese. Gee, could, yeah. she, could she actually have any connection to the CCP? And she's a far leftist? Mm-hmm. And, and watching her with her hand up in the air, and she can barely speak English, and she's going to be um, advocating for immigrant rights. Yeah. Uh, like you won't believe. So basically the city of San Francisco is just saying, we don't care anymore. Yeah. We don't way, care about our say, citizens or the, or the, con- or the rule yeah. of law. Eh, we're done with that. And when you say advocating for uh, citizens' rights, what that really means is advocating for illegals to vote. I'm just going to translate it for people at home. That's exactly what that means. Oh. And, and that's just basically, and I'll just end Dave on my side with, you know, how that feeds into comments around the border and what's going on. Just to summarize for folks at home, we've already had 10 million illegals in. All the major cities in the U.S. are at their breaking point, New York, Denver, Chicago, Atlanta, L.A. Maine, Dave, I don't know if you've seen this now, Maine is now having citizens house illegals in their homes. And if you don't do it, we're going to take your home. So it's almost like eminent domain in reverse. You have to house these illegals in your home. Now San Diego sector is number one because the shifts occurred from Texas. Uh, uh, Abbott's done a great job there. By the way, he's building a military base camp for the National Guard. It's going to house 5,000 people. It's an Eagle Pass. And so all the illegals now have shifted to Arizona and California <laughs> sure. for crossing. And as that's happening, Dave, in the background, two more points. Uh, Laura Loomer's in the Darien Gap. I don't know if you heard this. So Laura Loomer, great investigative journalist. She's at the U.N. Migration Center. This is the former U.S. military base in Panama. It now houses NGOs that facilitate the illegal migration of, uh, of all these folks up through the Darien Gap, mm-hmm. Central America, and up into the United States. And finally, you're going to love this one. British citizens, I just put this out on our Twitter feed, British citizens are receiving letters as we speak from the government saying that they must house illegals. And if they refuse, the government can take their home. Yeah, that's where we're at. That that is where we're at. And if you think that that this is not going to affect you and your little gated community, and you're safe wherever you are, whether it's Britain, France, Netherlands, United States, Canada, doesn't matter. This is coming to your neighborhood. Hey, the replacement theory is not a theory at all. It's replacement reality. Get used to it, right? Absolutely, dude. Absolutely. Hey, listen, brother, great to see you this week. And uh, we want to say a special shout out and thanks to uh, our special guest on the show. Thanks to mom. She was a great guest on the show this week. Thanks for taking the time out of your busy schedule, mom, to come and uh, show up on the Rant and Rave podcast. And folks, don't forget, you can find us on every platform of choice out there, wherever you want to listen to your podcast. And we're also on social media at Rant and Rave 1776. And as always, we will see all of you down the road on the right side. Right side.